Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night. Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host. Uh, of the huddle coach yes, yes. all right <laughs> first touchdown of the year <laughs> bobby hurricanes yeah you know the name already it's mercy <laughs> it's a six-ring cane show can't forget the name though got jazz blue vision dj break the game code ain't no changing up ain't no breaking up we'll pull alive from the hall ride stadium ball 14 for the orange and green we see the six rig champs it's more than a dream this is life on the field beyond a hundred yards of hurricane what's wrong with us seriously what's wrong with us we're miami hurricanes fans Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday. What's going on, guys? Well, I mean, we'll have to try and fill content. Aside from everything. Yeah, no, no, nothing at all happened over the weekend. So, you know, we'll just have to slog through, try to make something up to talk about. Whew, unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Obviously, um, got here uh, DJ Vish, <clears throat> Larry Bluestein, myself. And uh, we're excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about a lot of stuff today because we got, <clears throat> we obviously have the spring preview, uh, spring game, <clears throat> excuse me, spring game review. Um, some big time recruiting news and of course um some coaching news as well so um we'll have a lot to talk about today we definitely want to kind of get it all in so uh but before we do that we might want to give a shout out to price picks our sponsor before we forget because uh, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, that would never happen jazz what are you talking no, about i i don't do those <laughs> things but you never know you know <clears throat> oh boy oh boy there it is pricefix.com make sure you log in when you log in sign up put in the code word five you see right there scrolling on the bottom of the marquee f-i-v-e is the word gets you a initial match of up to a hundred dollars on your deposit so if you deposit a hundred bucks price fix will match you up to a hundred dollars so make sure you check them out go log on uh it's real simple it's you choose anywhere between two to five players Pick the over-under on their individual categories. Go win some money just like that. It's real simple. You can mix and match players from different leagues, different sports. You can do it all. It's uh, uh, You can even do uh, Formula One, which is really cool. So make sure you go check them out, pricepicks.com. Log in, put in the code 5, and uh, they will match your initial, initial, uh, excuse me, initial deposit up to $100. That's code word 5, F-I-V-E, on pricepicks.com. Check them out. Yeah, as I was mentioning, uh, 
big weekend for the Miami Hurricanes football program. Um, mostly positives, some negatives, and some, you know, uh, you know, we're, we hate to see the departure of this specific guy who has moved on to coach at another program. But there's, I think there's actually a, um, a positive to that. I don't know if I'm necessarily too concerned or too worried about it. I mean, most of you already know it's DVD who has decided to go coach cornerbacks uh, replacing Corey Bell over at FIU. So uh, obviously very happy for him because I think it's well-deserved and it's, I think it's a perfect landing spot for a guy like, like him still cutting his teeth, but uh, those are really good things in the recruiting trail and uh, helping these uh, cornerbacks out. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but first I think that, we got to dive into it because we got so much to cover when it comes to the spring spring football. Spring game was this Friday night, <clears throat> excuse me, at Drive Pink Stadium. Myself, <coughs> excuse me, geez, I'm sorry, guys. Myself and Larry Blusey were at the uh, at the game. I'm sure, Vish, you, you were able to see it on the ACC network. DJ, you were probably watching the Bruins, uh, not watching that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Actually, you know what? The Bruins start tonight. So you can even <laughs> insult me, right, John? That's how you can tell. <laughs> oh, those Bruins. Jeez, yeah. Um, I mean, look, there's a lot There's a lot to talk about, good and bad, and I definitely want to go over. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of make it simple. We're going to go position by position. Let's really try to stay on, on each position. Uh, because there's so uh, there's so many things to cover in each position that if we kind of get off track, forget about it. We'll be here till twelve o'clock tonight. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll, we'll kind of go position by position. I want to you know you guys to give me maybe a player, um, you know that that you were impressed with, and someone that maybe you weren't so impressed with. I think that uh, uh, we can go one way or the other. It's it's completely up to you guys. Uh, I like what I saw from certain players on both sides of the football and special teams, I think, uh, as Blue has mentioned here plenty of times, uh, is, is probably some of the best in the country with Andres Borregales and with Dylan Joyce as a punter. So uh, not too concerned about that. So we really won't get into special teams there in that sense. But uh, definitely want to talk about uh, all the different positions and what we saw. Let's start off with, I think, the most important position on the field. And I think that, uh, you know, we really wanted to see some guys kind of see what what they were developing on this, you know, during practice and spring, what they tried to do in the offseason to get better. And obviously it's the quarterback position, right? You know, we obviously had some injuries with TVD last year as well. So, you know, how he looked, uh, how Jakari looked, um, Emery Williams, right? Those are the guys that you really want to kind of uh, touch on a little bit. I want to start off with Uvish, uh, you know, on the quarterback position. Uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll just kind of chime in on on some stuff, but we'll kind of go around the horn horn on this. Is there one guy particularly that you want to kind of uh, hone in on and, and talk about the most? Yeah, I mean, just real quick, TVD was obviously TVD. I mean, he had some, issues, but he showed that ability that we kind of already knew he had. That he got hurt last year and kind of did not have the ability to show early in the year, so it was good to see that, but. I do want to uh, talk about Jakari Brown because when you get, if you look at his skill set and you get into a game where the quarterback can't really run, <laughs> I don't know what people were expecting to see there, but I think there's a bit of an overreaction to his performance. He's not a straight drop back passer. You're going to want to throw 50 times a game. This game didn't allow him to run. There was no run threat from the quarterback, which, you know, takes away the best part of his game. And so I expected him to kind of struggle a little bit because this is not the game for him. He plays – his big thing is playing through contact. 
And, and there's like, you put the no contact jersey on him and then tell him he can't run. It's, it's not going to be a good game for him. So there's been a bit of an overreaction to his performance. I was not troubled by it at all. This is a live game situation. He's running on a lot of these plays and it's a completely different, different game than the one we played. So I would say uh, the quarterbacks, we got what we expect that TBD and, I guess I'm kind of swimming upstream a little bit, but I was not at all concerned with Jakari Brown. This isn't his game. When you're playing a no contact, just, you know, throw the ball into coverage game, which is what a lot of it was, then that's just not, that's not a game suited to him. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of agree with you on that with regards to Jakari Brown. I think that, you know, his game is to, you know, make a read and then go, right? Uh, you know, he, he typically wants to, to use his feet a little bit uh, and not necessarily run, you know, for 10, 15 yards, which he can do, obviously, easily. He might be one of the fastest guys on the team. But, you know, move outside the pocket and throw the ball that way. And and to be quite honest with you, I think that's TVD's game as well. He, he looks good outside the pocket. He looks out good, you know, throwing on the run a little bit. Um, so I'm, I don't know if I'm too concerned with the quarterback play at all. Because a lot of people want to maybe kind of, you know, knock a little bit TVD for, you know, holding on to the ball too much and not really making his progressions. I do agree with that. I think that he was still married too much to Xavier Restrepo, uh, even in the spring game. Uh, I think that he needs to do a better job of going through his progressions. So I still want to see more. I expect more out of TVD, and especially in an offense like this. He's going to have to go through his progressions because guys are going to get open. He's going to have to find them. Uh, he can't just <laughs> key in on his roommate every single time, although every single time he keys it on and in on him, <laughs> the kid seems to make a play. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not I'm not too concerned with Jakari Brown, but I will say this. I'm more impressed with what Emory Williams did than what with Jakari Brown didn't do. Blue, I kind of want you to chime in on what you saw out of the quarterbacks. How do you feel about, you know, all three of them, but – and specifically what I just mentioned as well with Jakari and Emory Williams. Yeah. Uh, still a huge gap. Van Dyke is just so far advanced on all, everybody. It's, it's just, you got to keep your fingers crossed. I mean, and, and I'm, I'm not going to back off my feelings. If he goes down, Miami's not going to win. They're just not, they're just, you don't have, and, and I understand what Vish said about uh, Jakari, but, just my feeling is um, within a year, Emery will pass him by like a kid standing still. Emery's more suited for this offense. Strong arm, accurate arm, just what I told Frank two years ago. The kid gets it. Um, Jacari Brown, this is just not it, – it just – I don't care if they're running or not. Just this isn't his fit. Like – Last year, it wasn't Van Dyke's fit in that offense, whatever they ran. I don't think it was anybody's fit. But <laughs> yeah. my, my my gut feeling is, is Van Dyke is your guy. He's going to move the team. I understand what you were saying about him hooking up a lot with somebody like Restrepo, but he also got Washington involved. And so that means he's going to hit his slots. Um, didn't have your starting – um, tight ends in there. Uh, so obviously that's an element. If you look at Dawson's offense and I was watching four games last week of Houston his tight ends were targeted 11 times in one game. So he's going to utilize that. I take back everything I said about, about Jacoby George. 
Because I'll tell you what, he <laughs> he out. could be he could be the he could be the guy that they thought he would be. Um, he gets open. He's catching the ball. He's running really good patterns, um, and they seem to make your offense go and your quarterbacks look a lot better. Uh, that was a beautiful pass right on the. He made it look real easier than it was. Uh, for the touchdown, he had basically nothing, no real estate when he caught the ball, and he and he and he was able to know the awareness. So I'm not so worried about what this offense is going to bring. I think Cheney's going to be a huge part of the game. He's just too strong. I watched him on plays where Parrish goes down because he's light in the butt. Cheney don't. Cheney keeps going and. Um, He's going to wear linebackers down. He's going to ultimately wear safeties down. So that one-two punch with those two guys, um, I think are going to be pretty good. Um, offensive line is, I think right now, the strongest part of that team. <laughs> Jesus, I was impressed for everybody. Uh, not just uh, Cohen and Lee, who obviously are the – and Cohen got banged up early on. But everybody uh, that that's taking part in, in that offense, I watched them. Nelson's huge. Um, they got they got size. Last year, you kind of questioned. You go, oh my gosh, this isn't a very big team. But on the overall, I just think Van Dyke is. You got to just kind of, you just got to make sure and and hope that. Uh, and you got to teach him how to get down if he's if he's going to be if they're blitzing him and forcing him don't let anybody get any clean shots on him because he he doesn't we don't need that i mean i just think that that's where we're at with him just like any team that has a clear-cut number one he is the clear-cut number one and he gives you the best chance to to win games not just the miami of ohio's but win games against the clemson or north carolina because he's that good <coughs> yeah uh hold on hope i didn't offend anybody with your curry brown but you got to call it what it is, and no, that's, I've that's seen him three times we, now. That's why we have this show, man. No way. Yeah, uh, average Kings fan in the house. That's probably Lex. Obviously, it's Lex or AO, but um, you know. and I didn't realize they share a keyboard. Like you, you got to declare yourself here. Yeah, declare yourself, average Kings. Who are fan. you? Who are you? Which one are you? That's anonymous crap. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Max and Pimp Down, Fish Fan Miami, everybody that's in the chat right now. Um, we'll definitely uh, get, we're going we're to talk yeah, we'll get after to, this section, yeah. And we'll get to, to running backs and all. As a matter of fact, I think that that's probably the next position that we kind of want to get. <laughs> there it is. Lex is in the house. What up, Lex? Big Daddy Lex. Well, oh, Lex almost ended us all in Houston, but good he to did. see you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll save that for off air, but for sure. <laughs> um, shout out to Average Kings fans over there on, on the Flow Show on the Miami Media uh, Flow Channel, man. Um, they are fun to watch. They had a show earlier today at five thirty. They usually go on on Monday Monday uh, afternoons at five thirty. So check them out. Um, yeah. So DJ, I want to get your your take on this right the running back situation. Blue chimed in on it a little bit. Talking about, you know, Don Chaney and how well he looked, you know, how good he looked really on Friday. He really did look really nice, uh, you know, running in between the tackles, but also getting out on some passes, on passing plays, catching the ball out of the backfield. Looked strong, looked healthy. And as Pimp said, looked like he was testing that knee out a little bit, right? Kind of going going for it. 
How do you like the play of the running backs all around? I think, look, I think Paris did his job, right? He got in, he got his couple snaps, he ran hard, you know, and, and that's it. But but I really like what I saw out of some of these other guys, uh, uh, John, Don Chaney and, and and even Terrell Walden. What, what's your what's your little not? What's your talk? What? Jesus Christ! What are your thoughts on the running back position? Good lord! I thought I thought last year at times we kind of became very one-dimensional, just for, just relying on Henry Parrish and nobody else. This year, if Cheney can stay healthy, you know, if Walden can show the spark that he had on Friday, and if Parrish can continue to do his thing, I love the way the backfield shapes up. And you mentioned, you know, Cheney catching some passes out of the backfield. That was an element of the offense that I really thought was missing last year that I really hope we see this year because, you know, in case, you know, the quarterback struggles, in case the offensive line struggles, the running back, you know, catching out of the backfield is a nice safety valve. And if they can make that a part of their offense, in addition to what they already have in terms of the wide receivers and the tight ends, I like that. So overall, I think the running back room looks strong on Friday. And I just hope everybody, you know, stays healthy because we've talked about this before. This could be perhaps one of the best running back rooms in the country in short order. And you know, we got a little taste of it on Friday, and I'd love to see it, you know, really play out when the games matter. Uh, Vish, Don Chaney's running ability could really change the outcome of how this offense performs and how they, you know, end up, you know, just at the end of the year. They could, they could potentially be a really, really dangerous offense if a guy like Don Chaney can get it going. Yeah, and and I said this kind of before the spring game. He's he's our best running back, pretty clearly. And the question's always going to be health with him. But you know, if he was healthy, he would have been the starting running back last year. It's just, he's he's got more physical ability than anyone else in that backfield. And that's no knock on Parrish, who was very good last year. But this is all another level, like you said. Add, you know, change the offense type of player, not just. You know, Par- Parrish is good, and he's also a good receiver, so he brings a lot to the table. And, you know, he picks up yardage, but Cheney can be a game-changer, which, you know, it's been a while since we've had one at running back. Knighton was uh, feast or famine. He changed games. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and, and, and not – look, look I, last year, obviously, the fumbles were like, oh, my God. But, I mean, you know, he also made a ton of big plays for us, big runs, big catches, but he was very much feast or famine. I think Cheney is – has the ability to be like that consistent the defense has to account for him and and that's something we haven't had for in a while because even with with nine it was kind of you know <laughs> it was hit or miss um and i think he and i think with with cheney he's someone where i mean it's been a long time since the defense had to game plan around, around our, one of our running backs and right. he could be that guy i agree i agree john kennedy writes here what what I happens to the other citizen, i think I assume he's talking about Tremonti Citizen. Yeah, so he had a minor setback in his. He's rehab. huge. Yeah, he's a big kid. I, mean, I know you amazing. saw him. You saw him, uh, in, you know, live in person. Um, I don't think you're going to see much of Trevante Citizen this year. I think that they really want to take care of that knee. You know, he had a little bit of a setback. He's still in a in one of those braces. So I don't. I don't know how much you're going to see, uh, but um, you know, that's another guy that you you. you you can't wait for him to get on the field, but you got guys like Mark Fletcher waiting. <laughs> He's chomping at the bin, and I think he could be special. I think he might get some playing time. Chris Johnson potentially 
the fastest guy on this team, right? He's another guy that could come in and, and, and do some stuff, even on special teams, kick returns, things like that as well. So I think you've got a really nice stable of backs there. I still think that the truth is that you've got two, you've got two top backs, right? In Parrish and in Cheney that are healthy, that are here, uh, you know, Citizen is injured, and, and then you're, you know, you've got the two freshmen. I still think that Miami goes in the transfer portal and picks up another running back, a veteran guy that's got a little bit of mileage uh, that can come in and, you know, God forbid something happens to these guys, can come in and kind of play a little bit. I think they, I think they need to do that at this point. The running back position is, is so, it's so crazy sometimes. Look what happened to us last year, uh, you know. So I think that um, overall, I think the running backs are, are, are going to be good. I think they're going to be. A big time weapon in this offense for Coach Dawson, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I saw Fletcher the other night. Uh, yeah, another. He's he's looks like he's ready to play already. Too. Oh yeah, he's uh, and I got to give him props too. He was the uh, one of the award winners for the uh, best student athlete. Oh, that's in awesome. County and that's awesome. Had like a four uh, one GPA. <laughs> so I get, we got to give mine him was a prop. four. Mine had a four and a one in it also. Yeah, right. Mine Same here. Too. Mine wasn't all that <laughs> right home about either. I don't so think I combined. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you got to give him props. Definitely I mean, because he got it done on the football field. We know that. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of recruits there the other night, you know. Oh, yeah, I think time. there was something and, like 200 recruits. At, at, at yeah, you know, it was good. I mean, they were – that was a perfect place because they – at the soccer stadium, they had this area where – I think, uh, you know, it's like um, I think season ticket holders gather before the game and, uh, you know, and have that's cool. you know some drink and some food. And that's where they had they all the recruits saw Robert Humphrey and uh, his son who just committed Chris. Uh, yeah. Max, Ma- apparently, Max uh, just spoke to our newest running back commit, which we will talk about in a little bit after we get uh, after we finish. Um, yeah, I just did talk so. His dad was buzzing me all day about that, and he went back to South Broward. He's not at Dillard anymore. Right, right, South Broward. Yeah, so I, that's a that's a huge pickup. I think, uh, I think he's um, he's a little bit underrated, but he's he's a very talented yeah. running back. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, I kind of want to turn it over. Speaking of running backs, right? They need to be able to have holes open for them to to block. I want to go first on this one for the offensive line because I think that there's. You know, this is interesting because, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence about the the the, the O line play. I like what some of the guys did, and I really am a little bit concerned about some of the other guys. But I mean, not so much. Again, I you got to take it with a grain of salt. It is spring football. JV on corner was not out there. I think I guess Blue he got a little nicked up and ended up yeah. just making sure that he didn't get hurt. He didn't play. Um, and as Cooper, same thing, right? I, I don't think they wanted to put him in, in a position to get hurt. So he didn't play either. So you had Seymour and you had Sangapolu start at the guard positions uh, Friday night. But with all that being said, I was still excited to see what Jalen Rivers was going to do at left tackle. Uh, Matt Lee, what he was going to do at center. And, of course, uh, Ray Malgoa. I'm sorry. Ray, wow, I just said Ray Malgoa. You guys didn't say anything. Francis Malgoa. The right tackle, um, not to be con- – I don't know why I said Ray anyways. But Francis Malagoa. Uh, Ray Malaga, right tackle, who used yeah, to – Yeah, that's, that's what I was probably thinking about. Jeez, <laughs> 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 oh, it's been a long day for me, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, right tackle, Francis Malagoa. 
the freshman, two freshmen out of IMG, obviously, you know, uh, ranked the number one offensive tackle in the country, comes in, starts, you know, gets a starting nod right away. I, I don't know if to be concerned about. I didn't like, I didn't like Jaden Rivers' play, I, uh, especially in passing downs. Right, passing pass blocking, I think, was still a little bit of an issue. But but again, it's 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 interesting because you saw you know you had at first you're complaining about TVD oh, he's holding on to the ball too long and he's not getting rid of the ball on time and then you're like well that might be a good thing because that might be that he's getting you know he's getting the blocking up front that he can hold on to it long enough but you also notice that on some of those plays these guys are not tackling them right you saw Ruben Ruben Bain destroy everybody Shit. he went up against. He went with Jaden. <laughs> it didn't matter if it was Jaden Rivers or Bryant McKinney out there. I think Ruben. I don't Bain, care who it was. He was, he was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with him. Really impressed with Jaden Wayne's play. So it's and, and and I don't want to go off on a tangent about defensive ends because we'll get there. But it was a little bit concerning to see pass pass protection more than run protection. The run blocking schemes, I think they did okay. I think we ran the ball really nicely. Some of the pass blocking schemes I think I think are still a little bit of a concern. I don't know what your take is, Blue. We'll start with you on the offensive line. I know that you like some things, and I did like some things, right? Again, I like the run blocking a little bit better than the pass blocking, but I think that once you plug in Cohen and plug in um, Cooper, you bring Matt McCoy back in the fold after being injured. You bring Zion Nelson back. You probably got to go get somebody in the transfer portal. As a matter of fact, no, you don't probably have to. You have to get someone in the transfer portal, I think, and I think you're going to see that as well. But I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt right now because they're still learning the offense. But I was a little bit concerned about the way that the defensive ends got after it. You Please. you are concerned that the way the defensive ends took advantage of the offensive line, you mean, or just? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, let me tell you something. I, like you just said, you could put anybody on that offensive line, and they're you're not going to stop Bain. I mean, even Mario made a point of that in the press conference. He says, it's just what we saw in high school and the kids just carrying it right over. He says one of the, he says he was one of the most dominant high school football players in the nation last year. So you wouldn't expect anything different and you're not going to be able to put guys who are borderline offensive linemen. I don't care if they're 10 year seniors. He just can't. He's just a man child his technique, we were just – in fact, I was at IMG over the weekend talking to a couple of their coaches. They talked about the game when Central played against uh, IMG and how uh, Ruben gave Malagoa fits and it, all game, all game. He would – in fact, they had a switch Malagoa to the other side. It's just because Ruben Baines first step and then he bull rushes like nobody else. And uh, I'm telling you guys, you, you've got another Warren Sapp on your hands is what you got. You really do. I mean, so are you? But are you concerned with maybe? No, I'm not concerned Jalen, with Jalen Rivers. Jalen Rivers. Uh, just, no, I'm I just not. Feel he, looked, he didn't look great. He didn't look great to me. Yeah, but you also said they haven't. They didn't really have the start. How how much is this offensive starting line play yeah. together? Yeah. Not very much, and that makes a difference because there's a lot of things that you could do to neutralize and you'll see, I mean, when Miami plays a Clemson or when Miami plays a North Carolina or, or FSU, they're going to neutralize guys like Bain uh, because of the fact that they've got the dudes up front who communicate, who played together. See, individually, I don't care what anybody says. Your offensive line can't revolve around one guy. 
You just can't. It's a team. It's a team up front. Guys do different things like stunning. Uh, you know, they they open the path up. Uh, you know, they try to outthink. That's why you have a coach uh, like Mirabal because he's been around. It's not – see, people think that, oh, well, well, you get offensive linemen and just, you know, get them in shape and teach them a few things technically. But, no, you – You've got to be into the game just like a defensive back coach or anybody like that because the defensive line is always presenting problems. So you have to adjust to it. you got to watch your, you know, the, the pictures and the film and say, okay, this kid, when he puts his arm this way, he's coming that way. And you've got to identify things. And I don't think you could do that just from a spring and a spring game. I'm not worried because you got athletes. And as you mentioned Miami's going to pick up another offensive lineman with probably go a fifth-year senior, a fourth-year senior, a guy that's been around, a guy that you can plug in and play. So you don't have to, you know, utilize these guys and make them do things that, you know, you really shouldn't have to do when you're an upper-tier team. But I'm telling you, uh, the off that I came away impressed with the trenches only because of the fact that when you look, Leonard Taylor wasn't there. Uh, they had a ton of guys that didn't play. I saw them before the game. They're all in, you know, their, their uh, jerseys and they're walking around. And I wasn't, you know, when, when uh, Javion Cohen went down, I got, ah, but you know what? He, he's putting in a lot of work. Uh, like Mario Cristobal said in the post game, uh, Cohen has put in a lot of work since he's got here. You know, he's, he's at the point where, you know, he knows and in, in what he's doing, he's taking on another responsibility as a leader. And for a guy who wasn't here and doesn't know the Jalen Rivers and he doesn't know, you know, all those guys, you know, that's a lot to ask because, I mean, you know, I mean, he's been around, but he hasn't been around here. And so that's what's going to take. And, you know, during the summer, all those individual groups are going to get together because you have your leader now. You know, so he's going to call, you know, so-and-so say, hey, well, let's meet up there. Let's run some, you know, let's run some drills. And that's what's going to happen. And and that's what didn't happen last year. You didn't have enough leadership up front for that to happen, especially on the offensive line. Uh, I was just so – it was night and day. I was so dramatically impressed from last year to this year just at um, – just at the communication, just at the guys that they understood things. And, and the average person doesn't look at it like we do. Uh, Cause when we watch a game, we watch the integral parts and we watch things behind the scenes. We don't just watch if he misses a block or he makes a block. We watch, why did he miss that block? Well, mainly cause it wasn't his assignment and he tried to get over there, you know? So, and, and that's one of the things that would mirror ball, and I talked to him before the game, and he's so pleasantly surprised with what they have on that offensive line. He says, uh, and he knows what he had last year, and he knew, knew what he had to work with. So to answer your question, I think I'm not worried. I'm not worried on the offensive line. Uh, you know, you got capable guys that are making major strides. I saw McLaughlin. He's huge, uh, you know, as backups. I mean, to me, the depth is the most important part. Because, I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where they've been, where you have your front five, and then after that, what? It's a high school kid or a terrible kid. Now it's not like that. It's getting to the point like you look at in Alabama. Even Florida State showed you last year. When they had two guys go down, they had enough talent to come back up. And that talent wasn't there the year before because they were portal kids. Right. And that's how important I think the portal is going to be, as you mentioned, Jazz, uh, to Miami at the linebacker position 
at the offensive line position, and maybe even bring in another uh, gifted running back who has a year left to, you know, be there and, and it has been. You know, I know a couple of guys that, that are in that position. So I'm not worried about the line, the offensive line at all. I think we've, we've gotten just 100% better than last year at this time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I agree. I agree. Uh, by the way, hold on, Vish. Am I missing something here with Ian Cohen saying Ian Coleman on the chat saying uh, Emba and Horton will be awesome? Did I miss something? Did Jeffrey Emba commit to us by the transfer portal? I don't. I don't think, think so. Don't think so, but the guys like they will be awesome. Well, I'm sure Emba will be awesome. Horton will be awesome for the Canes. I don't know if Emba will be awesome for the Canes, but. Um, well, we'll talk recruiting. In a yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's actual I just, I just had to throw that out there. But look, he also did mention Kinsler and Frankie Tenelauer coming in. But those are still young guys. I like Kinsler. I think Kinsler um, is a dog. And I, I mean, I like Tenelauer as well. But um, those guys still need to develop. So they will add to yeah. that. But you need to bring in, you know, you need to have some of the, the, the veterans there in that position. What I want to get to now, because I think it's the, the, the we'll, we'll kind of tie them all in together. But this is the position that we were all talking about, wanted to see a lot of improvement, see if they kind of stand out, if they make some plays, if they, you know, all this talk about picking up guys from the transfer portal because we don't have enough playmakers is the wide receiver position, right? And I think that we all came away pretty impressed with how the wide receivers played. I want to get your thoughts, DJ. I want to start off with you on one guy that you saw that really stood out to you um, and that you were impressed with. Colby Young. I thought Colby Young looked pretty good on Friday. Um, and I know he was a, a big part of what Miami did last season, especially towards the middle part of the season. So it was good to see him kind of pick up where he left off, so to speak. And, you know, I think if everybody stays healthy, and this was our problem last year at the wide receiver position, if everybody stays healthy, they could have a very, you know, capable unit. You had, you know, Ray Ray Joseph, you know, with that second half touchdown and showing off his speed and you know I think we're a lot better now than where we were at this point last year at the wide receiver position I think if you know let's hope this doesn't happen but hypothetically if somebody like a Restrepo went down I don't think we would have the same struggles this year like we did last year so I think the depth is much improved and guys like Young you know you're looking for him to continue to take that next step and you know put it all together for the entirety of the season and then you have somebody like Joseph who's obviously younger just coming into the program but who looks to be you know a playmaker and you know add depth to a unit that has desperately needed some over the past couple seasons how about you Vish who's someone uh, what's the wide receiver that stood out for you man yeah, I liked what uh, Jacoby George brought to the table in, in that spring game. I mean, I think we, you and I have kind of been a fan of his already and wanted to see him get more targets and felt like there was more ability there. And, you know, it's been, I think, inconsistent for a lot of players last year with the injuries and the offense being what it was. Um, the one thing with, with TBD, and we saw this two years ago, is he has his guys. 
that he likes to throw to. And it was Harley and Rambo two years ago. And he would kind of, that's where the ball was going. And <clears throat> last year, you know, it started as Restrepo, then he got hurt. And then it was Colby Young and then TVD got hurt. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see those two, you know, really get a lot of targets this year because TVD kind of has the guys he's comfortable with that that he likes to lean on. And, and those are two guys he's already done that in spurts in the past. So those two, I think, will, you know, get a lot of targets their way. But then I think George is the most talented receiver on the team. And he, he flashed some of that in the spring game, which was good to see. I'm gonna save. I'm gonna save one guy for Blue for him to talk about him because, and I'll go with someone else, Blue, because I think I know you want to go that route. So I'm gonna say Xavier Restrepo was Xavier Restrepo, right? He was out there diving for plays, which I want him to kind of take a step back, but he only knows one speed, and that's go hard no matter what it is. Uh, I just get scared sometimes, man. When he's diving everywhere, he's throwing himself on top. I mean, what I did see, which I did notice when I look back at the game, is. You know, he had a tendency to, once he caught the ball, get on the floor, dive, to, you know, get on the floor quickly, right? Now I feel like he's trying to stay up and go upfield a little bit more, right? And I think that what's helping him, Blue, and I know that we talked about him maybe dropping some weight, but I think that that weight and how strong he's gotten is helping him have more confidence and be able to kind of take some more hits and be a little more physical after the catch. And, um, you know, it's going to give him an opportunity to break some tackles and get some more yardage because he's not the fat. He's not the fastest guy, but he might be the quickest. I think he's so shifty. The way that he runs his routes is crisp. It's really nice, man. I love the way he runs his routes. So I'm excited to see him. Uh, and, and you know, he looked good. He looked the part. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'll, I'll take. I'll take X. But you know, I want to give the the floor to you on you, the, the guy that you saw that kind of stood out to you. Well, I'm gonna stay right with jacoby george because i watched him and i was i thought you were gonna go ray ray on me man no he ray he looked ray, good too he looked ray good. ray he did mop good. up he didn't he really when they were one-on-ones he when he came in against the ones there wasn't much he was doing i but my my thing was on jacoby because i've been so highly critical of him and i was and i've you know, I made no bones about it. And I, I even told Steve Davis's uh, former coach at the at plantation uh, last year after the spring game, I said, you know what, that he's regressed. And um, I'll tell you, I give him props. He stood out when he needed to, when it was one-on-ones, yeah, you hear Porter. I'll give Porter credit too, because Porter had a, a, a tough day because he was going against some really, really good receivers. And even on the one that they caught that George caught in the corner, he was right on him. So uh, he was tested and um, uh, yeah, I could talk about Ray Ray, but he, he really did it against the, he didn't do it against like the ones, you know, but they're not pairing him with the ones yet, but that'll come. But he did it against some, but he did it against good company. He's so fast. And I think Robbie Washington's going to be kind of a clone of him too. Uh, Miami's yeah. The only thing Miami lacks is, is experience. And, and I agree with you guys about Kobe uh, uh, Young too. Uh, DJ, you brought up Kobe Young, very physical. He walked by us before the game, and I go, "Damn, he 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 looks like the an NFL type of receiver now." I mean, he's thick, and he's got. I mean, he's he didn't walk by the weight room without going in. Let's just put it that way. He uh, he utilized that entire. And you know, I mean, even when you talk about Borogallis, he gave a lot of credit to Fell, Coach Fell. 
because I think what Coach Fell does is he gets you in there and challenges you and and makes it kind of fun, you know, and and gets on. He's like because he's like off the wall type of guy. So I think so much has changed. I mean, you know, people don't realize how much how how bad this team was last year in basically every facet except for kicking and punting. I mean, you know, quarterback. We had a new cast of characters every week. Where was Jake Garcia or Jacurry Brown, especially after uh, TVD went down? Never had a receiver that that uh, that did you know something every single game. Kobe even at the end of the year started dropping crucial passes. So um, tight end wise, you didn't have anybody. Arroyo's been on the bench. Uh, Mamarelli has been banged up. So your experience now becomes yeah, but I think Skinner, Skinner and Williams, Skinner and Williams, did some nice things. Yeah, no, Skinner's going to be really good. I'll tell you a guy too that I was. Let me just revert back real quick to the defensive side of the ball that I was critical, and I told you guys I think last week on the show or maybe the week before was the kid Moss. He may be skinny, but I'll tell you what, he's he's going to be a dude. I mean, I watched him in that game. He made some great plays. He puts himself in the position all the time to make plays. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I had I was talking to, uh, to one of the coaches before the game, and they go, well, he's trying to put on weight. I mean, he's doubling up on everything, you know, when they go in for their meals, they're – making sure he gets a lot of, you know, a lot of good fats in his system. But at that age, you're just spinning it off. And, uh, but it's going to catch up to him. And I'll tell you when it does, I think he's one of the younger, the most instinctive young dudes on the team. He really is because you watch him. Now I didn't get a chance in the scrimmage the first time when I went down there to, you know, other than he was standing on the sideline or not. But in the scrimmage the other night, or the game the other night, when he was in, he was always around the ball. You know, he was always, I mean, every play. And I said, you know, I give him a pass on being, you know, rail thin. Because he, he's, geez, he weighs like two, what, 24, and he's still skinny. I mean, there's a guy like that could be in the 240 range. And, um uh, I'll tell you, that's the one thing that I noticed, the whole entire team. Even Borgalis has gotten bigger. I mean, you know, I mean, they that weight, it makes a difference if you have a great weight training program. For years, Nebraska's offensive lines have been, they set standards because they were just beasts in the weight room. And I think everybody found out the success of your program, whether it be performance or staying healthy, revolves around that weight room. Absolutely. Uh, just to touch on it really quick, yeah, Riley, uh, uh, Riley Williams and uh, Jaleel Skinner both played played well, and, and it yeah. looks like they're going to have some opportunities to to make some plays. Um, we saw uh, uh, Riley Williams with a nice touchdown pass uh, catch, excuse me, um, at the end. I mean, it should have been a touchdown. They, they marked him at the one because of the <laughs> touch rule, whatever. But, um, yeah, both showed some promise, so I think that – the tight end position is going to be nice for, for a couple of years to come. So we're excited there, but yeah, you look, you're talking about defensive ends already in the defensive line. So let's kind of just finish off with that. Um, you know, aside from, obviously we spoke about Ruben Bain a lot. To, there really isn't much more to say about Ruben. No. Bain. He was absolutely 
unbelievable electric. He probably could have had six or seven sacks um, if they let him, but he was around the football all day long, around the quarterback all night. It was unbelievable. Cyrus Moss, yeah, you're right, Blue. He looked really damn good. He looked really damn good. He was. I was yeah. so impressed with his agility. I mean, there was one play where he got off the line and knew he wasn't going to get to the quarterback because they were going to throw that little, uh, you know, a little screen pass that they throw. And he just turned around and jetted towards the, the wide receiver and was there and was able to, to, to help make the play and tackle the guy for, you know, I think he dropped, he and the wide receiver ended up dropping the bar or whatnot, but he was still there uh, to make the tackle. I mean, he looked really, really good. And I think that at this point, yeah, he still needs to put on some muscle to be able to, to be able to 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 be in on, on running downs because that's what's going to happen, right? When they get into third and shorts or third and five, third and six, what they're going to do is they're going to just try to run it down his throat. And I get that. So if you put that guy in in pass rushing situations where you have him on one side and then you throw, um, you know, you throw him on one side with uh, I don't know, whoever, Nigel Leak, and then you put Mesidor on the other side, kick Bain on the – I mean, it's going to be dangerous because you got Mes- – Mesidor obviously didn't play a lot. He played a few snaps and he was out. Um for obvious reasons, Nigel Leak looked pretty good. Jaden Wayne yeah. looked really nice on the line as an edge rusher. Uh, you know, Vish, your your thoughts on – I won't talk too much about the defensive tackles because I know I wanted to see more from the defensive tackles, but nobody freaking played. <laughs> it was Thomas Gore and Ahmad Moten and then Lichtenstein. And yeah, I think it was about like half an hour to an hour before the game where we got the list of non-participants. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, at this point – we're, we're going to be starting players that aren't going to see the field, except maybe against Bethune Cookman. So it was kind of right. hard to judge up the middle. Moten did good, in, you know, the little stat. But actually, Gore didn't Moten, look bad either. Moten, yeah, they, they looked yeah, okay, but these are not these are not your starting or right. really your two against, deep. Yeah, Moten exactly. might crack the two deep. Yeah, yeah he will. He will. He's talented. He's talented. Yeah. But he you reminds me of Teraz McRae that they used there. Oh man, yeah, there's, a, there's a there's a pull. Yeah. <laughs> Low center for a gravity guy. And- so, Vish, what do you think of the defensive uh, line? Period. Yeah, I thought it was it was encouraging. I thought the uh, you know there was a lot of penetration there. I wonder, you know, it's so hard to evaluate a lot of this because they can't hit the quarterback. So, you know, a <laughs> lot of so you can't really actually see how the play is finished because Blue mentioned earlier a lot of the one on one blocking. You know, it's it's hard when you don't have a good good chemistry there, and and that's why the defensive line did get in the backfield a few times. But you know, part of certainly a big part of offense today is moving your quarterback around them, avoiding pressure. I mean, if, if, and, and having it being a, you know, you're in the vicinity, you just blow the blade dead. It's hard to say, you know, would they have finished those plays if they had to actually put the quarterback on the ground. Right. right. And so it's, it's kind of hard to evaluate, but I was happy with the pressure. There's also a couple of really good run stuffs there in short yardage, which, you know, we didn't see a lot of in the last few years. So they're, there were some positives to take away there, but I, I, again, you, 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 as you teed up the question to me, you kind of gave it away a little bit. There were so many absences; it's really hard to to get much of a read on it. Like when we start getting to the second team defense, it's like, all right, this is it's the scout team stuff here. So, but they they performed reasonably well. No no concerns, right? Uh, DJ, we're gonna move over to linebackers because linebackers an interesting one. Uh, for me, you know, again, didn't have a lot of guys playing there either. But I will tell you one thing. Okay, we have ourselves a Mike linebacker, ladies and gentlemen, and he's probably going to get 100 tackles this year. Kiko Maogoa was all over the place, all over the ball all the time, was able to get in on that one play in the first quarter where he blew up the run 
uh, and just stuffed. Uh, I think it was Henry Parrish on that on that dive play or whatever it is that we're gonna call. He looks like the real deal. Talk to me a little bit about what you saw with the linebacker play. Again, we didn't see West too much, right? You saw him a little bit, and then he they popped him out. But we did see a lot of Kiko Maugoa, Um, and we saw some of the other linebackers. We saw we look Corey Flag didn't even play. Uh, Keontre played, and he played well. You know, he did all right. And then you saw some other cats out there that, um, you know, you saw 17-year center, um, 17th-year senior Ryan Ragone. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Ragone was out there. I mean, at this point, I don't know. He's got to be like 43 years old. But anyways, uh, talk to me about the linebacker position, what uh, what you noticed, if anything, that, that kind of surprised you or made you feel okay about that position. Magoa, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, he is going to be a very, very good player. And one of the key traits of a good linebacker is how quickly he gets to the football. Those instincts that we were just talking about with, you know, Cyrus Moss. Like, how often are they around a play? Are they involved in the play? Do they want to get into the dirty areas of a play on top of the pile? You know, that type of physicality, that type of aggressiveness in Malgoa. I mean, man, like. I know I was supposed to be watching all these other players at linebacker, but he just absolutely popped off the screen. I think Miami has a very special one there. And you talk about, you know, we've talked about in previous years, you know, do we have the personnel at linebacker? We may not have them all yet, but Malgo is certainly a guy that you can kind of build a position around, so to speak, because he was a lot of fun to watch. You know, it was another guy that surprised me a little bit. Um, is is uh, Rocky Shelton? At first, I was like, "Who is oh, this, he's play after who is play. this Shelton guy?" And I was like, "Who is number forty three? This little guy. He looks he looks a little bit. He's got like that little London Fletcher look, short, <laughs> stocky guy." St. Thomas Aquinas. He was guy. laying the boom on people on Friday night, and I was like, "Who is this guy? This Shelton?" And I go, "Oh, yeah, it's the transfer from Duke, Rocky Shelton, St. Thomas guy, local kid." I was like, "Man, he could get some playing time." Um, on this defense, he looked he looked really good actually. So I like yeah. what I saw from him. I, um, you know, he's 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 a big dude. Like as far as like you know, he's 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 thick. He's well built. You know, as as a, as a linebacker, he's just short. But uh, who cares, man? He looked good out there. I really like what I saw yeah. in Rocky. And I know you've covered you've covered Rocky in the past. You know him as well, Blue. So um, I like him. I think he can yeah. get an opportunity to play a little bit. Well, you know, obviously he just. Adds another uh, brilliant kid that uh, right, to the, uh right. yeah. He's, <laughs> I mean, I think he's already got a degree or two and uh, working on another one. And yeah, originally from uh, you know St. Thomas Aquinas, really uh, productive. Look back at Duke. I mean, he's he had that one game I think against Virginia two years ago where he had 14 tackles and covered a fumble and very active kid. But he was like that in high school. He you know right. you get if you make plays, I mean, if you're a playmaker, you're going to make them anywhere. And uh, yeah, I thought uh, you're right. He's going to see action. He's going to see plenty of action because we don't have a, a lot of depth at the position. So he's going to come in and, you know, and I think the other night didn't hurt at all, uh, you know, because it, what it did is put eyes on, on the kids. See, they kind of know a lot of the guys that missed, uh, you know, time because of injury uh but they didn't they haven't really watched a lot of these newcomers and you know what quote unquote the live bullets going and i think they were impressed at, at a lot of these kids yeah, uh you know who stepped up and want to you know want to uh, 
get an opportunity to get some playing time. I mean, we're not talking about starters, but we're talking about depth. The depth that, that we that's important on this team. Well, we've been oh. talking about that for five years. Yep. There's no depth. I mean, we're getting frontline players that are average. So how can we have any depth? And then when you lose a good frontline player, and you you know, what do you expect? Right. You know, I mean, you can't, you know, oh, well, let's put in Joe or, you know, we don't even mention Jafari Harvey, who is another kid with experience. Yeah. Well, here's uh, the thing. Our, our front four, the, the start the people that are the, the guys that are going to start out of the front four. The only one that got some playing time yesterday was uh, was Mesidor because, look, LT didn't play. Harrison Hunt didn't play. And even if it's not Harrison Hunt, if it's someone else, if it's uh, uh, God, why am I drawing a blank on the other Harry guy? Hunt? Um uh, Jared Harrison, huh? What's the other? Anyways, you know, and, and then you've got Harvey. Well, what about the kid Dean? Uh, uh, Branson Dean, yeah. yeah I Branson mean, he's Dean. another one that could possibly start. So I think that and you got uh, Chance Williams who could get some time. Chance, Chance looked pretty good as well. Uh, off yeah. the edge. So I think that that we're okay. The front seven is still building some chemistry, but I think those linebackers, as soon as Chase Smith gets healthy as well, he's another kid that that. Um, that likes to hit people. So I think that we'll be, we'll be fine at, at, um, at that position. Lastly, let's kind of cover the defensive backs. Look real quick. Uh, I'll kind of say it, the, the safeties, you know, again, uh, Cam, Cam played maybe a, a couple of snaps, maybe five, 10 snaps. And then he was out. Um, I don't think they, they wanted to risk getting him hurt either. James Williams didn't even play at all. So, you know, it, it was more of the the, the Marquise Marquise, yeah, Marquise Williams. Williams had a nice game. Yeah. Marquise Williams had a nice game. Uh, Brian Balaam did all right back there as well. So you got to see those guys. The one I was most impressed with out of all of them, and again, I'll name you know Devontae Brown did well. Uh, Terry Porter did well as well. I'm sorry, Daryl Porter. I'm, I'm mixing Terry Roberts and Daryl Porter. Uh, Daryl Porter Jr. did well as well in, in, in coverage. Uh, Terry Roberts did okay. But the one I was most impressed with was Jaden Jaden Harris. J- I think Jaden Harris had a really nice game. You know, they put him out yeah. there against the ones, and he, well, he held plays him at well. nickel. He's playing that nickel position. Yeah, he's playing the nickel position, which which I like. But he's playing a little more safety too. What I like is his vers- versatility. Right, he's going to play a yeah. little safety. He's going to come down the box and play the nickel. He I don't know if he could play the outside just yet, but he could get there. He's big enough. He's big enough. I think that the the the, the twitchiness and the shift, the you know the the hips are 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 the thing that you want to see with him kind of get better. But I, I really like what I saw out of Jaden Harris. I think that, um, uh, you know, I, I think that he, he's got a bright future here and he, he looked the part. Um, yeah. Uh, oh I, yeah. I, I want to get your takes guys on, on, on the, on the uh, defensive back position. We'll start with you, Vish, uh, on the defensive backs, anybody that you liked in particular there. Yeah. I thought Daryl Porter stood yeah. out. He was, yeah. he was sticking. They, they TVD dropped some balls in there that the coverage was blanket and, yeah. Anyway, which is, you know, you always say that uh, you can you can pick which side, you know, the good defense, bad offense. I think that was good, good defense and good offense yeah. uh, on some of those completions. And he, yeah, I agree. I, he didn't play a lot. I think we all, you know, when he transferred in, thought he'd have a major role. Didn't play that much last year. I think he's definitely making a case for starting and then being probably our best corner. Just I mean, obviously, it's off of the the one game, so yeah. it's not over yet. But he he looked like look a different player than the one we saw last year. That really impressed I agree. me. I agree. You know who, who looked good on that one play? I, I don't think they – I mean, he did okay in coverage, right? It's Devontae Brown. But that one play where, where TVD threw another – he threw a really nice ball to Kobe Young in the corner of the end zone. And Brown went up there and, and 
you know, defended it really well, and it made it look made it look kind of easy, kind of smooth. Um, you know, he's a veteran guy, Blue. He's been around for a while. He's got his brother coming in. His brother could steal his spot if he doesn't watch out. Uh, that's how good Damari Brown is, uh, who's going to be coming in in the in the fall. But um, what what did you, did you like the play of Devontae Brown this weekend? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, physical guy. Yeah. Um, like you said, it makes a difference when you have. Uh, 27 college games under your belt sure. you know it makes a difference but i 100 percent, a billion percent uh agree with vish because i mean you don't you don't realize it, it took perfect throws oh, he yeah. had that much you know he had that good a coverage and he read plays and he i think he had two pass breakups at the beginning um yeah i was It'll all come together. I mean, I'm really like I said, you know, to a couple of people who are at the game. I can't wait that they start taking the the raps off of the young guys, like you know, like the Caleb Spencers and then the Graves and then Robert Stafford and guys like that. Uh, I can't wait to I see think, Robert Stafford here. Oh, huh? I can't wait to see Robert Stafford here. Yeah, well, because he's extremely athletic, and and you know, I thought to Corey Couch had you know has his moments sometimes not great moments but you know he's still playing i think he's still getting used to a position that he really never played before so you know i mean in that position he's would be in that he would be on that quote unquote nickel position i guess right it's like the star or whatever they call it now yeah too. whatever it's it a lot is. of star um hey guys this is vish just to drop in here and say that's the end of this part of the podcast um if their next podcast in your feed will have some recruiting talk so if you're interested in the recruiting part listen to the next podcast this one is done the six rig cane show the six rig cane show the six rings cane show (laughs) you know save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.